Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Life on the Wrist. Hope you are doing well today. Um, I wanted to talk about um, a new watch release, and I also wanted to talk about a new watch that I got in, or two new watches that I've gotten in, um, because I, I, it's exciting for me, but I, I also think this um, this watch release that, that um, I'm going to be talking about is also very exciting. The watch that I'm going to be talking about is um, a watch from Glashütte. It is their Panomatic calendar, which is the company's first ever watch with an annual calendar complication in it. It really is a beautiful piece, um, and I think demonstrates everything that Glashütte is able to do um, in in watchmaking. And um, it, it's just a really beautiful watch, uh, which is why I wanted to talk about. It. I'll put links in the show notes to this piece so you can see it on their website. Um, both, uh, you know, pictures of the watch and also just like movements because it really is a it really is a phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Um, I will start out with the two pieces that I've gotten in because I think that uh, obviously you want to talk about yourself first, right? <laughs> the f- two I've gotten two watches in recently. They kind of have two different sort of um, aesthetics to them, uh, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, allows you to sort of experiment with things. The first is a Bulova six 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 feet di- six hundred sixty six feet uh, diver self winding watch. The watch is from the nineteen sixties, um, and the the six hundred sixty six feet uh, Bulova divers are um, actually a very collectible uh, watch. Uh, people who collect dive watches, people who collect Bulova watches, are super interested in these um, because of the incredible feat that that Bulova was able to pull off. Um, if you don't know, when I speak about um, the 666 feet, that is actually a rating that Bulova has given this um, this watch to say, you can wear this watch on your wrist and go on a dive into the ocean or into a lake or whatever and go down to 666 feet with this watch and it will still be functioning. Um, this is, you know, most most watches don't have that type of water um, waterproof rating. Um, most watches have a, a, a much um, a much shallower uh, rating than 666 feet. Uh, if you take, for example, um, like a Rolex Submariner, like the, the, the 14060M version of this, which is the two-liner uh, Rolex Submariner that was released, I think, in the 90s, um, that watch has a rating of... 100, uh, of, um, of um, 1,000 feet or 300 meters. So that's a, a good comparison for you to, for the, for you to use. Um, but this watch is um, the 666 feet uh, diver watch from Bulova. Now there are, very, there are a couple of variations of this piece that you can find, but the one that I have in is the reference 386-1, which is a stainless steel cased diver with a bidirectional uh, dive bezel on it. Um, the watch is in pretty good condition. Um, it has a black dial with um, sort of white uh, hour markers with numbers at 6, 9, and 12, and then just sort of like rectangles uh, for each of the other hour markers. It also has a date at 3 o'clock, which I think doesn't disrupt the d- dial too much and is is cased, is is, is uh, surrounded by sort of a metal, um, a metal uh, outline, which I think is quite cool. Um, I think the black dial has aged quite nicely. Um, it's pretty clean. It, 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 the aging isn't um, isn't super uh, obvious to it, but what you will notice is kind of a um, 
there is a little bit of texture on the dial, which is, it's not completely, completely black. I think there is a little bit of patina that's happened. It almost looks like sort of like aged leather in a way. Uh, obviously not that texture, but it has that look to it. The watch is from the 1960s, so, you know, is a vintage piece, is showing some, 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 uh, some signs of wear, uh, but that's, you know, what you would expect from a dive watch, which was built for, for exactly that purpose. Um, the only thing I will call out is the 11 o'clock hour marker uh, sort of luminescent material or the rectangle that I mentioned is on the hour marker. Part of it has, has come off, so it's a little bit uneven compared to the others, but still a really beautiful piece. Uh, the watch is on a beads of rice bracelet, which I think is, is actually quite a nice... Um, uh, a nice combination with this piece, which I think is quite cool. Um, to go a little bit to the to the technical side of things, it's running on the Bulova uh, 11 ALACD movement, which is just a really great workhorse movement. Not uh, spectacularly um, uh, finished, but uh, a really great workhorse movement. One of the other things that I really love about this piece is the seconds hand has a, it's a lollipop seconds hand, which just looks absolutely phenomenal in my opinion. I've put it onto a leather bracelet, a leather uh, strap. I just like wearing leather straps. It's quite quite a fun thing to do, but I do love the look of it with the beads of rice bracelet. I'll put a link in the show notes to the piece so you can see some of the pictures as well. Um, we'll be covering it on our website, I think, next week. So, or Yeah, on our website as well as our YouTube channel. So you'll be able to see you know videos and, and our article about it very soon. The other watch is actually a watch that I have on my wrist. I haven't had a chance to um, get it up onto our site yet. But the watch that I have is a um, Universal Genève Monodatic, um, which is a piece um, from, I believe, the 1960s. Uh, and Universal Genève produced, again, a couple of variations of the Monodatic, um, which I think look really nice. The watch that I have has a um, gold case with a white dial. Um, and applied hour markers with numbers at 6 and 12, a sub-seconds at 6 o'clock, and then it also has a, a um, roulette reel date, which is basically saying, like, it alternates between red and black text for the date wheel. What's really cool about it, it the date wheel is, instead of having sort of a square, rectangular um, shape for where the date would be um, displayed, it actually has a circular shape and um, has a gold outline of that, which I think is really cool. Um, one of the things that really stood out for me about this watch is the looks of the piece. Um, if you look at it straight on and you have it on a leather strap, um, it has these lugs that almost look like spider legs because they extend so far out on the, of the, of the case. And the, um, the lugs are in very good condition uh, super sharp, and so it really gives it quite a distinct look on the wrist. I think it's 35 millimeters in diameter, um, but the lugs extend quite far out, which um, look really cool. I also just think that the fact that they look like spider's legs is, is pretty unique. One of the also uh, one of the cool things about this piece is it has um, is the way that the, the dial has been finished. So as I mentioned, there's applied hour markers, but what the watch also has is... Um, is uh, sort of like a inner and outer. I'm not going to call it a disc, but it's kind of like like a almost like a two tone look to it. But the dial is not two tone. Essentially, what uh, Universal Genève did here was they added these um, these dots that run around in a circle, and um, 
I think it, it gives the watch quite a cool look to it. And then if you go to the six o'clock subdial, you have um, a subdial that has circular finishing to it, but then also has dots at each of the five second marks. Um, it really is a beautiful piece. I, I, I'll make sure once um, this watch is up on the website to, to, to put links in the show notes so you can see it. Um, if you go over to our Instagram, you'll also see some posts of this piece because I have posted it a couple of times. So um, maybe I'll put a link to our to one of our Instagram posts so you can see um, what I'm talking about about this piece because it, it really is a beautiful watch. Um, I'm very excited to cover it. It's it's. I think Universal Genève did a lot more than just chronographs and and uh, and annual uh, and um, full calendars, which you see quite quite often on on collectors' wrists. They did some really um, interesting things with time only or very simple complications, and that's something that I think is um, pretty unique about the brand. So those are the two watches we've gotten in. There's a couple more coming in, I think, over the next couple of weeks. So excited to, to cover those on the channel as well. In the sh show notes, you'll see links to all, all the things that we've discussed so far. So um, head over there. But on to the new watch release, which was from Glashütte uh, uh, Original. Uh, or Original. Um, their first ever um, uh, annual calendar. Um the annual calendar complication is something that a lot of brands have in their line is sort of like a staple that demonstrates their ability to make um, beautifully uh, executed watches that are proportional and sort of speak to the brand's um, aesthetics. Classique Original and uh, many other companies from the similar area, um, you have a very distinct look to it. Um, and so I think what you're, when you... Um, uh, when you look at this piece, you you really know, um, you know where the inspiration of this uh, of this uh, of this piece uh, comes from. Um, previously, they did not have one of these um, one of these watches, and so using the inspiration for their watches, which come from the Semper Opera House in Dresden. Um, what they ended up doing was combining the aesthetics of some of the pieces that they've produced previously, namely the um, Panomatic Lunar and the Pano Reserve, um, and produced their first calendar watch. So what you're looking at, if you look at this piece, is an extremely clean dial, uh, an extremely proportional dial. Uh, it has an um, off-centered hours and minutes um, dial um, towards 9 o'clock, um, integrated into that uh, dial is a 60 seconds counter. Um, you then have a moon phase complication sort of at where two and three o'clock is located. You have a date at um, where four o'clock is located and then the day of the week um, sort of in this, um, this um, C-shaped cut that runs from three o'clock to six o'clock on the, the dial of this watch. There's no day of the week for this annual calendar, um, which is just a distinction for this piece. But one of the things that you're going to notice is the exceptional finishing that this watch uh, this watch has. The Panomatic Lunar is actually a piece that I, I have um, contemplated getting for myself because I really do love the aesthetics of it. I also think that Glashütte is a, is a brand that has um, 
really pulled on all of the things that you uh, would love in something like a moon phase watch. I know that a lot of people talk about how Glashütte Original uh, produces about 95% of their movements in-house, which is something that has become quite popular, even though many brands before this sort of like in-house movement movements came about uh, were outsourcing a lot of their pieces. And a perfect, perfect example of that is, you know, how brands like Automa Piguet and Vacheron Constantin outsourced to uh, JLC to, to, to get a lot of their movements that they used. Um, so uh, what you're, what you're getting is uh, an, a watch that has a ton of care taken in the production of the components of the watch. Um, the, the, I, I think the proportions of this watch are obviously perfectly done, which is the case with a lot of the pieces from this brand. Um, if you look at the, the case, it's also incredibly finished, um, and, uh, you know, has combinations of brushed edges and, and polished edges, which is really beautiful. What's even more incredible is when you flip this watch over, they actually have produced a completely new movement for the first, uh, Panamatic calendar, uh, which is called the Cal Caliber 9209 movement which was built on the company's Caliber 90 base, uh, but they basically added um, uh, a, mod a module for the, for the month display. Um, the, the month and the date are both uh, adjustable in the crown's second position, while the moon face has an, adjust has an adjustment via a stylus and, and a pusher that um, is on the, on the side of the case. What's even more incredible is this watch has a 100-hour power reserve, which is because there is a very sort of like oversized large barrel that is used. Um, this 100 hours is more than double what you get in a Panamatic Lunar, so really setting this watch up for an, an incredible success. Um, uh, incredible uh, success going forward. Um, there's a... Um, the the The... Watches um, the watch. Uh, if you, you flip it over, you you have an automatic movement, and you have this micro rotor that's situated um, on on the on the watch. You also have a very incredibly hand direct decorated um, uh, bridges that hold up the uh, the uh, the hairspring, which I think is um, something that you see in very, very high-end pieces because of how long it takes and how much time and energy um, to, to, to uh, produce something like that. Um, the watch, you know, I think something that you obviously start thinking about is like, okay, I could buy, you know, if I'm looking for, um, if I'm looking for a piece uh, that has similar potential here, you know, what, what, what am I spending on this um, to, uh, to understand you know, what other watches I could possibly get. The, um, the rose gold example of, of this watch is, um, priced at 29,000 US dollars, which, um, isn't the, the, the least expensive annual calendar that you're probably going to be able to find out, out there. Um, but I would argue that for what, for the money that you're, you're spending and, and, and the, the caliber of finishing and, and performance that that uh, Glashütte put together here, you're probably not going to get something too too close uh, to, to that. But you know, if you aren't thinking, okay, what kind of annual calendar would I like? You know, 
if you're thinking, what can I get for 29,000 US dollars? There's a lot of other pieces that are less expensive and uh, pose serious, seriously interesting um, examples that you could you could uh, test out and, and enjoy. So um, it's up to the to the wear at the end of the day. But I hope this maybe gave you some 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 of my thoughts on how I would think through this. So I'll put links in the show notes to this watch so you can take a look at it. Um, I'd love to to uh, hear your thoughts on it. So, so be sure to reach out if you if you'd like to chat about this watch. Um, if you are new to Life on the, the Life on the Wrist podcast, be sure to follow the podcast so that you're the first one notified um, when we upload a podcast. I apologize that this one is late for this week, but I made sure that I would upload it so you can have some sort of watch content from Life on the Wrist. Um, if you don't follow us on any of our, our if you, on our YouTube channel website or our social medias, be sure to go to the, the show notes where you'll find all of that information listed there. Um, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. If you wouldn't mind rating it, uh, I'd love your feedback so we can make these podcasts um, exclusively for you and the content that you want to see. And with that said, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast and until next time.